My friend is Andy Falco Jimenez coming to you live from Yorba Linda and the vote PYL vote studio. Um, I was um, contacted after my earlier video talking about the school board meeting today at seven o'clock that you should also be to be to. <laughs> I obviously went to a public school be at um, and that is there is a meeting at seven o'clock. That's the regular school board meeting. But I was contacted and, and made aware of and it and it does show up on the PYLUSD.org website, that there's a special meeting at 4.30. And um, man, I, I have been, I, I would have been on earlier, but I, I, I just had to, a little bit of it, it had to calm down from what it is that this meeting is about. It is crazy. We have some lunatics truly some lunatics in our school district that um, and one that just left, obviously the, the, the um, superintendent just, that just left uh, James Elsasser, who unfortunately for the people in, wow, I forget Redlands. I'm not sure. I forget where he went, but uh, he is a part of another school district now. Um, and I, and I want to say Redland, but I, I'm not sure if anybody knows that's watching, please put it in the comments. to let me know the, to warn uh, the people uh, what is coming their way. Um, and then we have the two and a half lunatics that are still on our school board that um, just, they, f they, they play the, um, uh, they play from the same playbook. They act from the same playbook is the, uh, the national liberal uh, party um, crazy liberal party. Now, again, I, I'm pretty hard on Democrats, but yeah, there's some Democrats that aren't as crazy. I, I've met some, I've had them on my show. I, there's one of, uh, in particular that I, I've, I've developed a great friendship with. And so I've been trying to be very careful, especially on the vote PYL vote that to, um, to say that there are some moderate uh, Democrats that, and some um, independents and some conservatives that are not crazy that they do want their kids to be educated. They do want equality in our school between all colors of kids, all uh, racial um, aspects of our, uh, of our uh, school district um, and all religions of, of children that attend our school and, and of their parents. That there's an equality of, of high standard of that we want all the kids to learn. We want them to be above 50%. As a matter of fact, we would love for them to be above 90%. How about that? Um, right now, we're at 40 some odd percent in the ability to read, write, and count and think. Um, and so we could all agree, all of us on that level that want our kids educated, want them to be uh, highly educated, want them to know how to critically think uh, and not to be used as pawns in a political battle of liberals who are obviously wanting our uh, not only our, our country to go communist and socialist, but want our, our school district to, to go in that same direction. So this meeting at 430 has been called apparently by the president, the current president of the uh, school board, who wants to do whatever she can to um, bring charges uh, uh, of uh, violation of the Brown Act 
which is again this what she's doing is typical of a crazy liberal in that and you we're seeing it on the news in, in every aspect of our of our national and um uh, state uh politics is that whatever they are doing or have done or have violated they then turn around and try to make an accusation and make a a um uh, a showing or a public hanging of of somebody who's number one not violating uh, any Brown Act, uh, but wanted to, to pretend that they are, and then uh, because they have the power to bring a special meeting, it, it is there. It is uh, uh, Carrie Buck and um, uh, uh, Freeman, and in in many ways, Marilyn Anderson are are clearly using the school board to attack a political rival and poten potential political rivals that are, are running for their seats. And so they're currently tonight at 4.30 going to use the school board and the school board meeting to attack, <laughs> to attack their political opponents, not based on truth, but based on a lie. And that is happening at 4.30. So I'm, uh, this is important for all parents. I don't care if you're a, a, a Democrat, if you're uh, independent, if you're a conservative, if you care about the future of our schools uh, in the school district, you will attend to fight against what Carrie Buck and um, uh, Freeman and uh, Marilyn Anderson are supporting. And that is an attack on uh, political opponents using the school board, using superintendents and using the D.A., uh, uh, Todd Spitzer against their political opponents that's exactly what's happening today uh, as i said earlier um, and showed that there is so much going on uh, in our school district that i'm pretty sure there's many parents that either they simply don't know because they're busy they got jobs they're they they, they they they're hoping that they when they drop their kids off in the morning that they're going to be educated and and they don't want to really participate or know much more than that because they think maybe perhaps that it's all silly or maybe perhaps that it's not that important, that it's not going to affect them because, you know, their kid is different or what have you. Um, but they're wrong. You are wrong. If you're watching this for the very first time, if you um, um, if you're a parent who um, has friends of other that are friends with other parents that, of school, that you need to alert them to uh, a problem that there are. Two and a half school board members. I say two and a half because um, uh, Marilyn Anderson is a wobbler, um, and I and I I'm, I'm almost not even willing to say that much anymore. Uh, she did vote, uh, you know, for um, banning CRT, but other than that, uh, she's clearly uh, not the person that you voted for. If you voted for her to think that she was going to protect our kids, um, uh, mental health and physical health, uh, the the two and a half people that I'm talking about, Carrie Buck. Uh, Freeman and in many cases, Marilyn, do not care about the health of your kids mentally or physically uh, because they have uh, they they intendedly masked your children, even though it was not there was no state law. There was no state requirement for the kids to be masked, uh, yet they continued the lie um, and Carrie Buck so much as lied in in meetings, especially the ones that she shut down. Um, because she wanted to uh, be a, uh, a dictator and take it upon herself to cancel meetings because she felt that all your children needed to be masked, no matter how it was um, uh, felt by you as a parent 
or what the truth was in relationship to these um, suggestions by the state and the Orange County uh, Board of uh, Health that they suggested that children be masked. It was all a suggestion. There was no law. There was no uh, mandate uh, that anybody would have uh, been uh, uh, been fined for any school district. That was all a lie. So you got to show up today at 4.30 because what uh, Buck and, and Freeman and uh, Anderson are going to attempt to do is to use the school district to bully uh, two other board members who fought for your children and um, attempted to have an emergency meeting to address something that was going on in the school, which was very important. It was stopping children from being educated. It was There was a time where teachers, based on their um, – political leanings were deciding what kids could go to school and what kids could not go to school, which is entirely against the law that this was going on on a regular basis. And uh, Leandra blades and Sean Youngblood cared enough about the kids that they were requesting. And especially Leandra blades was requesting an emergency meeting. What, what Buck and Freeman and Anderson are doing is they're going to use the school board meeting to, to claim that that is a violation of some uh, Brown act um, uh, code which is non-existent, that a school board member can call for a meeting uh, and an emergency meeting for that matter. Um, and then it goes to a vote. They voted not to have that meeting. Of course, Marilyn, uh, Buck and Freeman voted not to. And there was no meeting. So there is no violation of the Brown Act. Leandra did exactly what she was, was that she's required to do as a representative of parents. And that is an, an attempting to protect the kids to call an emergency meeting to, because there's many kids that were being harmed and it was voted down and the meeting was not had. There's no violation of the Brown Act, but yet they're going to use a meeting today to make this claim. And uh, every parent um, uh, that cares about their kids should go to fight against what it is that Buck uh, Freeman and Anderson are going to attempt to do. And that is to use the school board member to attack their political op opponents. And that, that's exactly what's happening. Um, I brought this up, too, and, and that is to understand what is what really is um, another really important thing that's going to probably be brought up, you know, if it's not brought up at the seven o'clock meeting, but in future meetings. And this is anything that they can put into our schools that promotes equity, um, racial equity, um, LGBTQ equity, uh, anything with the word equity is dangerous and harmful to our children. And when you see this in the uh, web-based programs that they're putting into our schools and forcing our kids to go on to and spend a lot of time knowing that it's indoctrinating our children in this idea that they should, there should be equity in our school, that they are being indoctrinated in a harmful um, philosophy and idea that has been tried in other countries and it's failed miserably. It has been tried and they've been attempting to get this and have succeeded in universities and colleges and many schools across the United States that this is something that is harmful to our children. Um, what you need to know is that equality is what our, our country is based off of. It's in our constitution and it seeks to protect individuals rights regardless of race, religion and sexual orientation. Understand that equality seeks to protect individual rights, regardless of race, sexual uh, leanings, and religion. Equity, equity, whenever you hear this, you need to know that it's racist. Equity seeks to divide the world, including our schools, including the students that attend schools, including, including teachers 
that are teaching in the schools. It, it seeks to divide the world into competing racial groups and ensures race-based equality uh, of outcomes, endorsing active racial discrimination to get there. And again, this has been tried for a very long time. Now, I know this uh, uh, particular uh, video was, is meant for just alerting you to a 430 meeting uh, that is being uh, called to use the school board and the district superintendents to attack uh, Buck and Freeman's and Anderson's um, uh, opponents, uh, political opponents. But I want to bring this attention, this to your attention, because it's important because you're going to hear about it a lot. And that is this issue between e equality and equity. I have this book here and I, I brought it up in the in the in the show that I did about the seven o'clock meeting. And that is one that is called Color Communism and Common Sense. Oh, man, it's uh, blacking it out because it's green and I'm using green screen technology right now. But the title is there. It's not it's not being redacted. It's actually there. It just has a green background and you can't see it. Let's see if I can move it to the white. And uh, I thought maybe you might be able to see it there. But anyway, it's called Color Communism and Common Sense. It's by Manning Johnson. It was edited by Archibald uh, B. Roosevelt. Uh, this is uh, Manning Johnson right here, uh, uh, the man who wrote the book that I'm about to read. And it's important that I show you what he looks like and who he is, uh, because in there he uses the word Negro. I'm going to try to replace that with African-American. I think that that's probably better than using the word Negro because it's in there a number of times. Now, liberals will take that out and say that I'm saying this word that's no longer accepted. But anyway, it's his writing. He wrote it. Those are his words. I'm quoting from his book. And the important thing you need to know is that this was copywritten in 1958, which means it was probably writ written somewhere in the 1940s, um, early 1950s. And um, what, what uh, Mr. Uh, Johnson is, is discussing in this book is how the communists in um, Moscow, Russia, uh, we're using African-Americans in the United States to spread communism. And it, 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 again, this is, was written back, uh, copywritten in 1958. So I'm reading you a book that was written long ago. That Remember earlier when I started this broadcast, I talked about the playbook that Blades, not Blades, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Leandra, not you. That Buck starts with the same letter. Buck and Anderson and um, Freeman are playing from or using as their playbook today to attack the other two uh, school board members is from this book, essentially. They may not have read, read this book. They might not know it, but there's a playbook for what it is that they are doing, where they're using the school board meeting and the superintendents and the DA, the district attorney for Orange County, Todd Spitzer, they're, they're using them to attack their political opponents with a lie, with something that is simply not true. And so um, in the chapter, chapter seven, you're going to want to get this book, by the way. And again, I'm sorry, you can't see it, but it's called Color, Communism and Common Sense. Uh, and chapter seven called Creating Hate um, is something you need to hear. And I'm, I'm not going to read the whole whole chapter, but I'm going to read a few paragraphs here. And this is really important. And I'm going to um, replace where it says red with liberals because um, Mr. Uh, uh, Johnson does that and talks about that this is a liberal um, uh, uh, thought pattern in, in regard to communism. Um, and so it'll be easier because he uses the, the color, he uses red. Red can be confusing considering conservatives' color is red, um, but red is communism in, in the sense that uh, how this book is written, which is also liberalism. So uh, coming down into the fourth paragraph of chapter seven, it says Moscow's uh, black uh, African-Americans 
tools in the incitement of racial warfare place all the ills of the African-American at the door of the whites, white leaders of America. Capitalism and imperialism are made symbols of oppressive white rule in keeping with instructions from the Kremlin or the liberal party. To one familiar with liberal trickery, it is obvious that placing the blame for all the, the African-Americans' ills at the door of the, of the white leaders in America or conservative leaders in America is to remove all responsibility from the African-American. This tends to make the African-American believe that uh, and feel sorry for themselves, blame others for his failures, ignore the countless opportunities around him, uh, jealous of the progress of other racial and national groups, expect the white man to do everything for him, look for easy and quick solutions as a substitute for the harsh realities of competitive struggle to get ahead. Now, remember, this is African-American who was being used by the communists in, uh, in Moscow, Russia, um, to, to create, and, he, and they're being used in America to create this belief that conservatives are doing all these things, holding them back. Uh, they need to feel, uh, they, they, they need African-Americans to feel sorry for themselves. They want to believe that the conservatives are, cause, are the cause of all their ill will. Um, an ill and um, the loss of countless opportunities uh, going on. The result is a persecution complex, a warped belief that the white man's or conservative man's prejudices, the white man's system, the white man's government is responsible for everything. Such a, a belief is a way the liberals plan planet for the next logical step is have is is hate that can be used by the reds to accomplish their ends. Remembering what I told you between the difference between equity and equality. They don't want African-Americans, Hispanics, uh, Asian-Americans, um, and other um, uh, religious groups to believe that they're on an equal plane with everybody else. They want there to be a divide. If they have a divide, then they have power. They have the ability to, to coerce or to make people feel that it is somebody else's fault that they're going through the troubles that they're, they're going through. And this is their playbook. Um, in their campaign against the white leaders in America, again, the conservative leaders in America, the liberals are careful to point out that this does not apply to the white leaders of Russia or the liberals. It does not apply to the white liberals <laughs> and their counterparts in America. This creates the illusion that the white liberals are different that they are the friends and champions of the African-Americans. This is the same sucker bait the liberals use to win and use millions of white people now under the whiplash of Soviet tyranny. This is how you get all the white people uh, to create Antifa, to support Black Lives Matter. This is how they do it. And this is written in this book, which was copywritten again in 1959. The fact that the, the liberals have never contributed anything tangible to the progress of the African-American is overlooked. Though the liberals have collected millions of dollars, where have we seen that before? As a result of race incitement. Like the liberal party, the NAACP has collected millions of dollars through exploitation of race issues. Again, equity and inclusion, uh, race equity. 
uh, religious equity. Anytime there's equity in there, they're creating the illusion and they are collecting millions of dollars through exploitation of race issues. The bigger the race issue, the bigger the appeal and the bigger the contributions last year. And this is again, copywritten in 1959 last year, according to Roy Wilkins, the NAACP had the greatest financial year in its history. When did the BLM uh, corporation or organization have its biggest year? It was last year or two years ago when they had created a rift between police and the African community. And they had their highest, highest level of, of influx of money in that organization because they were able to create the illusion of a race war. This is in this book in 1959. I'm just <laughs> keep wanting to remind you, written by an African-American man by the name of Manning Johnson. So this goes on. You yet one cannot find any report of any of this money being spent for factories and shops, provide jobs, land and home constructions, specialized training for talented youth, hospitals, convalescent homes, classes in, sana, uh, in sanitation, sorry, and, uh, and personal hygiene care, upkeep of property, um, combating crime and juvenile delinquency centers to aid Negro youth in preparing to meet um, stiff um, employment competition in science and industry. So essentially, and I know you probably understood it, but I'm just going to explain that all of these millions of dollars that was raised at this time in 1959, probably somewhere around 1957, 1958, all the money that was put into the NAACP, the millions of dollars that they raised because race wars were being pushed at that, period, that, that, that time, just as they were a couple of years ago here in the United States across our country, and the millions of dollars that went into the Black Lives Matter organization that yet not one person can find a report of any of the money being used to help the African community at all. Instead, you see them buying mansions. Instead, you see them spending money on themselves and paying their family members in nonsense jobs, millions and millions of dollars, but not one red cent. That doesn't, that's not good. Not one cent is put into the African-American community. And I'm going to read one more paragraph, I think, here. Uh, and that is, it is then no accident that the NAACP is dubbed the National Association of the Agitation of Colored People. The record speaks for itself. Millions for agitation, not one cent for those things that win the respect and acclaim of other races and national groups. Listen, tonight, the school board, the district is going to be used to attack a political opponent of Freeman, of Buck, and of Anderson. And you need to be there as a parent of children that go to the Placentia Yarbalinda Unified School District, and you need to stop this madness. Um, this is not the way that our school district and our school board meetings are, are meant to be used. Um, Carrie Buck has, has lied on her Twitter feed saying that these two um, amazing school board members, Leander Blades and Sean Youngblood, have in fact violated the Brown Act. That is not true. They have not in fact done that. She is lying. She lied when she, when she canceled the previous meetings back when the mask mandates were still, um, uh, at least they were, they were enforcing them. Um, and she ended the meeting without a vote. She lied that said that the masks were, were, um, were uh, required. The state nor the Orange County uh, Department of Public Health 
had a, any requirement. There was no requirement. There were recommendations of masking. And the meetings were ended without um, considering what the parents wanted in regard to discussions about masking, about some of these things that they were calling mandates um, in our schools. And she lied on the record about these, these potential uh, discussions that she had with the, with the county and what was required of her. They were complete lies. What they're doing tonight at 4.30 is they are going to look for a way that they can continue this lie and, and, and attempt to get anybody that will listen to believe that Leander Blaze and Sean Youngblood violated anything, which is not true. There was no violation. Um, in, the, in the description, I put a link to a Rumble video that you can see um, that is um, included in there. And I want to get the name of the organization correct. Sorry. Um, it is called the gavel something. So sorry. Um, 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 uh, of course, I don't have it handy here. I got to click something here. If again, if somebody's watching that knows off the top of their head what it's called, I don't have it handy, unfortunately. Uh, let's see. Gavel, the gavel project. So they go to the Gavel Project. The link is thegavelproject.com. All of it is in the description. So if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, um, you can go in the description. You will find I even put in their description of the video on Rumble about what it is that is going to be happening tonight. I think it's important that you watch the video. It's about an hour and a half long, so do it soon so you can watch it before the meeting tonight. Um, if you don't want to watch it or don't have time, much of what's happening tonight is in the description of that video on Rumble. I put that in my description for this video and the links um, are in there too. So you can click on it, and watch the video. And then at the bottom of the their description, the Gavel Project is a, a 501c3 uh, public charity. And, um, and again, what I've said on previous P vote PYL vote broadcasts is that I believe that uh, Buck Freeman and Anderson and the school district um, superintendents are forgetting is that we have quite a, a number of talented parents in this uh, community. And if you want to really take us on uh, in regard to legal matters and want to go take all of this to court, we will, we surely have enough parents who have the resources uh, and the intelligence and who are attorneys and have uh, dealt with, like myself, I've been in law enforcement for several years. I currently investigate law enforcement agencies. Um, I, I've told you about what my wife's background is as an attorney and a contractor for the, uh, the United States of America. And we have a large uh, a community here of very talented parents who, are, who will um, be more than willing uh, to take on some of these subjects in a court of law and uh, bury the school district in lawsuits and, uh, and continue this. If you want to continue this meeting tonight in the way that you're deciding to use it uh, to attack uh, these two amazing school board members, Leander Blades and Sean Youngblood, then go ahead and, and have this meeting tonight. Um, uh, I will be there and I'm encouraging every parent that cares about their kids' health, uh, physically and mentally, uh, to be there to stop uh, uh, Buck and um, Freeman and Anderson from using their, their position on the school board to politically attack um, these, these fine uh, members of our community. All right, my friends, that is it. Uh, again, 4.30, bring people with you, uh, show up, be there, be strong, and be willing to speak.
uh, on the behalf of Leander Blades and Sean Youngblood. Uh, when uh, Ryan Bett, the Gavel Project. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, uh, I had trouble finding it in the beginning. So Ryan Bent running for city council here in Yorba Linda. Make sure and vote for Ryan Bent uh, on November. Uh, what is it? So 56 days from now. Uh, uh, make sure and show up and vote for Ryan. Vote for Todd and uh, Frazier and um, Rich, <laughs> Rich Ingle. All their links, by the way, are in the description. Uh, if you need the link to go to their websites, uh, Ryan's included, go there and uh, click on the link and find his website. All right, my friends, love you guys. We'll see you at the meeting tonight. Be there, bring people with you. Uh, do not let the school board uh, tyrants um, use it in the way that they're going to attempt to use it tonight. All right, my friends, talk to you later. Take care. Bye. <laughs>